Well, good morning, Victory. How are you all doing? You all look absolutely beautiful. Give yourselves a round of applause. And to all of our family watching online this, this morning from Honduras, from Kenya, from Brazil, I want you to put some hand claps in the chat because you made it to church this morning. And then last and certainly not least, I have a very special group of people that are joining us today. I wanna say good morning to our Victory Midtown family. Amen. Hey, y'all. Y'all know this, but Max, Mo, and I, we love our Victory Midtown family and our team. So shout out to the team that's holding it down for us today. Again, you are nothing without your team. Amen. 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 Well, listen, as you know, we have been in this dynamic series on the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, but it's been blessing me. And what we've done is we've talked about Holy Spirit is God with us. That means he's our comforter, the one that's walking alongside us side by side. But we've also talked about Holy Spirit is God in us, the one who leads and guides us. And then we also talked about Holy Spirit is God upon us. And when God is upon us, both his power and his presence, it's in our lives through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And today we're going to continue in talking about Holy Spirit. And what we're going to be talking about this morning is walking and growing with Holy Spirit. Someone say that, walking and growing with Holy Spirit. Now, there are just two questions I want you to consider as we journey today. The first question is this, what does it mean to grow in the Spirit? Question number two, how does that growth become evident in our lives? See, if you've been leaning into this series, especially for my Midtown family, you've discovered something about the Moment family. For the Moment family, we love a lot of grocery stores, but Publix is our jam. Shout out to the Publix people in the room. And, and part of the reason why Publix is our jam is because we can walk there. And so the other night, my husband, he made a special request. He wanted a grilled cheese sandwich, y'all. <laughs> but let me say this. He didn't want just any kind of grilled cheese sandwich. If you know my husband, you know he likes to what? Eat. So he's like, yeah, babe, can you make a grilled cheese sandwich that has shrimp and crab and salmon on it? Anybody hungry? Anybody hungry? I'm hungry. So we go to the store, and I go, we actually split up. One thing about us is we learn with a baby to tag team. You go get the bread and milk, I'll go get the cheese and whatever else. So we split up at Publix. I went, I placed my order for some cheese, and I noticed right away that the young lady that was serving me, I could tell she was a little agitated. She didn't have to say anything at all, but I could just feel it in sensing. Anybody know what I'm talking about? But I also noticed something else. I noticed that one of her coworkers was doing any and everything she could to aggravate this young lady. So I just began to watch and pray. And after she gave me my cheeses, I just had felt the Lord want me to say something to her. So I leaned in and I just whispered to her what I had heard the Lord say. And in response, she said this, and I'm gonna try to say what she said in my best Atlanta voice. Midtown, y'all know what I'm going with. She said, oh my God, you giving me chills. You see my skin, it got goosebumps. How am I doing? 
All right, I'm doing good. She went on to say, wow, oh my goodness, thank you. But this is what she said that just really gave me pause. She said, mm, your spirit pretty. I had never heard that before in my life, but I knew what she meant. Then she turned to Mo and she said this, you got a good one. I was like, hey, hey. So I got my cheese and we went on. But here's the thing I want to tell you. We didn't have that encounter with our new friend at Publix because we're preachers. We didn't have that encounter because we're pastors. We didn't even have that encounter with the young lady because we are good people. We had that encounter with our new friend the other night because even though it had been an incredibly tough day for me personally, and can I be honest, ladies, I did not feel like cooking. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> Let me just set somebody free in the room. But in that moment when he asked, I chose to be obedient. And not only did I choose to be obedient in cooking, but we chose to go to that particular store. And when I heard the Lord say something, again, hear me, I chose to be obedient and give her that word. What am I getting at? All of this happened because I chose to walk lock, sink, and in step with Holy Spirit. And I ended up being, our family ended up being a blessing for someone else. So let me say it to you like this. When we as believers choose to walk with the Holy Spirit and grow with Holy Spirit, that growth is evidence in our lives and it's evidenced by the fruit we leave behind for others. Make sense? Good. So, so here's the thing. If we and when we choose to be submitted under the lordship and the leadership of Holy Spirit, that fruit remains. But it's a choice that you and I have the opportunity and the ability to make. So here's what happens when we make that choice. Fruit grows and it remains. But for a lot of us, if we're honest, myself included, there are many times as believers when we focus solely on behavior modification. We try to change things in our self-effort or in our willpower, and that's only temporary, meaning we don't have the ability to sustain change in our willpower and behavior modification. Or other times, if we're not trying to make it happen, what we do is we focus on the outer working of the Holy Spirit and his manifestations, but we neglect the inward dwelling and the work that he wants to do on the inside of us to make the difference. See, S.M. Zwimmer, he says it like this. He says, if Jesus, or unless Jesus is Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. Again, unless Jesus is Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. What's another way to say this? I'll say it like this. We can listen to the most popular preachers and speakers. We can meditate all day long. We can do two-a-days. We can download the top 10 podcasts on, on Apple iTunes. But if Jesus, through Holy Spirit, isn't Lord of all and leader of us, all that's going to happen is we'll engage and fall right back into self-will. See, you know how it is. Yeah, you are believing in Jesus Christ, but you be burning incense or sage. 
You know, you be talking about, I'm just gonna protect my peace. And you'll be going in cycles and cycles and cycles. And here's the thing, we can't protect our peace. Because peace is a fruit of the spirit that's not of us, but it's in us and it's supposed to come out and through us. And if we don't allow the Holy Spirit to do the work, all that's gonna happen is we'll keep going in cycles and cycles and cycles until what we say around here at Victory, we gone. The reality is this, when Lord, when Jesus is Lord, when Holy Spirit is Lord over our lives, we don't have to work that hard because it's his power, it's his presence, it's his residency in us which produces the fruit in us and through us that remains. See, the more we yield to his leading, to his guiding, the more we're going to live a life of continually walking and growing in Holy Spirit. So here's my simple prayer for us today. The worship team already sung it. Do what you wanna do. Move how you wanna do, move. Holy Spirit, have your way. Not by power, nor by might, but by your spirit. If you agree, say amen. 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 Now here's the thing. I know that I know that I know you know this. But by way of reminder, the fact is that for as long as we're living and we're breathing, you and I, we are going to produce fruit and we're gonna be dependent upon God and Holy Spirit. See, Jesus tells us this, so this isn't anything new. But in John chapter 15, verse four through five, Jesus says this, remain in me and I will remain in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit by itself without remaining in the vine, neither can you bear fruit producing evidence of your faith unless you remain in me. Verse five, I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit. For otherwise, apart from me, that is cut off from the vital union with me, you can do nothing. Jesus is telling us early on, remain in me, which means to exist, to rest in me, to live in me, to abide in me, to make your home in me, not in other things, but in me. Because when we make our homes in him, we're able to focus on living and growing and being built in him. And see, when we do that, when we remain in him, what we find out is this, there is natural fruit that is produced. And as the scripture says, there is lots of it that's produced. What am I getting at? This isn't fake fruit. This isn't fake it till you make it fruit. This isn't GMO, genetically modified fruit. This isn't TikTok and IG filtered fruit. Anybody know what I'm talking about? This is the real deal, mature and ripened and safe to eat fruit. 
See, it's the kind of fruit that you know that you know is real and it's not of you. It's in coming through you through Holy Spirit because it's the kind of fruit that back in the day, you would have been that person who said, I would have slapped you and your mama, but you ain't got to worry about me. You ain't got to worry about me. Okay, I'm in the right room because y'all are giggling. Okay. I like, a, I like an honest church. But here's the beautiful thing about this invitation that we're receiving to remain. We don't have to do anything. Amen, thank God for that. We don't have to do anything. We are asked to be, because here's the thing, the one who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit. And here's what God wants us to know, the kind of fruit that he's asking us to bear It's simply Christian character. See, we're in a day and age where culture wants to corrupt and take over Christian character and principles. But but Jesus is telling us when we remain and we go through that process of cultivation, the fruit that comes in us because of Holy Spirit, it comes through us to help save a lost and a dying world. And that's why in Galatians 5, verses 22 and 23, Paul says it like this. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If I was Pastor Dennis, I'd ask you like this. So how you doing with that? But since I'm Kendra, I'm going to ask, what kind of fruit have you been producing? See, here's the reality. Every day, all day, people are encountering our fruit, a.k.a. our godly, our Christian character. And whether it's good or bad, rotten or ripe, people are partaking of our fruit. When they encounter your love or our love, they're encountering fruit. When they encounter our patience, they're encountering fruit. When they encounter our self-control, guess what? It's a fruit. But conversely, when people encounter our sarcasm and our shade, it's a fruit. When they encounter our impatience and our arrogance, it's a fruit. And when they encounter our self-righteousness and our inability to see the plank in our own eyes, hashtag, it's a fruit, I-S-S-A, fruit. (laughs) See, there are two types of, of Christian character or qualities that fruit connote. The flesh or the spirit. And here's the thing, when we go back to Galatians 5, where Apostle Paul is writing about this, he tells us where our our roots have to be grounded, where they must be anchored. And so he first gives us a warning, and he tells us about the type of fruit that we don't want to produce. In Galatians 5, 19 through 21, he says, when you follow the desires of your sinful nation, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outburst of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, 
drunkenness, wild parties, midtown, just saying, <laughs> and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living this sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Again, this is no condemnation. This is no shade. But the reality is every day we produce fruit. Paul goes on a little bit later in that same chapter to talk about what type of fruit determines the evidence of Holy Spirit living in our lives. In Galatians 5, 22 through 26, he says this, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus, Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. Selah on that. Notice, Paul didn't say that this fruit that he's writing about, that we produce it. No, it's the Holy Spirit's work in us that produces the fruit but he goes on to give us encouragement in, ter in terms of this. The more fruit we allow Holy Spirit to produce, guess what? There is no law against it. There's no poverty mentality when you allow Holy Spirit to produce the fruit of the Spirit in you and through you. Meaning you can have an abundance of love because the more love you have, guess what? The more love you can give out to this dying and lost world. The more patience you have, the more of it you can give out to help other people. Hashtag road ragers in the room. Somebody over there was laughing a little too hard, but we're going to move on. Again, hear me very clearly. There's no restriction on it. There's enough to go around and around and around for all of us to be blessed and to be walking in the fullness of the Spirit. Amen? Amen. Now, here's the thing. The word fruit in the Vines Bible Dictionary, it means carpos. And as you have figured out, fruit in this passage of Scripture is being used metaphorically. And so when you hear the word fruit, what it means is simply this, the visible expression of the Holy Spirit's power working inwardly and invisibly. See, here's the thing. Because Holy Spirit is producing the fruit, sometimes the people that you have beef with, they're going to be the last to know about the fruit that he's working on the inside of you. So you can't go, go get weary about it if people don't see the growth because he is doing the work, not you. See, if you're doing the work, you'd be like, you see my fruit? Hey, hey, you, you, you see my fruit, right? You, you saw how I put those Shonda and Hondas together, right? No, again, remember, we don't have to do anything. We're to be so he can come upon us. He can walk alongside of us. He can be within us to produce the fruit that he wants. So here's the question. 
How do we know when we are allowing Holy Spirit to be Lord and leader in our lives? It's simple. The first way that we know that we are allowing Holy Spirit to be Lord and leader of our lives is when our roots are planted in him. Again, when our roots are planted in him. I wanna share what Psalm 1 verses 1 through 3 reads. It says this, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sits in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. See, here's the thing. When our roots are deeply planted in the Lord, the fruit that we produce, I said it a minute ago, but I'm going to keep saying it. It's authentic. It's pure. It's real. And it can stand the test of time. See, it doesn't matter what you might be facing. The fruit that Holy Spirit wants to produce is that fruit that, like Victory House Worship says, I don't know what you're doing, Lord, but it's going to be good. Like when that fruit really starts to grow, you'll be like Pastor Jamal talking about good. Because it's not you anymore. See, if it's up to us to produce the fruit, or let me just say, if it's up to Kendra to produce the fruit, after about six and a half days, if I don't see any growth, guess what? I'm gone. But when Holy Spirit is producing the fruit, even when I don't want to be renewed from the inside out, even when I don't want him to take me out of my comfort zones, even when I want to stay right in my wrongness because he is producing the fruit, I have no choice but to yield. See, the reality of the situation is this. So many of us have struggled with being too independent or we've been so codependent on other people, we keep forfeiting the right to be solely dependent on Holy Spirit. I can't fulfill me. Other people can't fulfill me. But Holy Spirit, he can take those broken pieces from the inside and out, and he can what? He can heal me, and he can heal you too. But here's the thing. We have to be careful because as Pastor Lisa says, root work, it's a dirty job. It's from the ground up or from the inside out. And see, a lot of us as Christians, we've been lulled to sleep because we just want the Lord to rain down fruit. See, y'all been listening to Melodies of Heaven by Kirk Franklin too long. <laughs> you talking about rain? God is not raining down fruit. It has to be worked in and through us. And you can't counsel fruit. You can't exercise fruit. You can't shop fruit. It's got to be an inside job. Here's the reality. It is the spirit who produces the fruit. And people can tell. They can tell when the fruit is rooted and planted in Holy Spirit and not us. 
But I want us to be careful because fruit and flesh, they are both five-letter words. Fruit and flesh, they're both five-letter words. And the reality is this, when we're tired, when we are lonely, when we're aggravated, when we're inconsolable, when we're unforgiving, when anything else is on us that is not the fruit of the Spirit, guess what? The flesh comes out because what's in us, our nature, comes out of us when we're pressed. You feel me? Thank you. Nature versus nurture. That's why we have to allow the nurturing of the Holy Spirit to come upon us, be alongside us, do the work in us, because in and of ourselves, we're going right back to nature. See, somebody gave somebody an eye trying to get up in here on time for the 11 a.m. service. I mean, isn't it funny sometimes church parking lots or grocery stores, like, like the grocery stores for the healthy people, like the grocery stores for healthy people, I'm not gonna call any names, they crack me out, they crack me up. Those people are some of the most aggravated people. Like, how are you fasting and only eating grass and you're miserable? <laughs> like, I'm thinking if you're that close to nature, I mean, come on. But church parking lots the same way. We're cutting each other off to get to Jesus. I didn't see in, in Luke 17, one, that Jesus cut people off to get to, to Samaria. He served. I'm joking, but hear me. What's in us will come up out of us if we're not submitted and yielded. So here's the questions for you. Number one, what are your roots? Number two, who or what is at the center of your life? Number three, what sets your priorities and your values? And then most importantly, number four, are you inviting, actively allowing Holy Spirit to be Lord of your life? Because if you're doing that, you're gonna see the growth, you're gonna feel the growth, you're gonna experience the growth. But if we're not, if we're not allowing Holy Spirit to be Lord and leader of our lives, guess what? We're gonna get trapped by the allurements of self-aggrandizement. All that means is I can justify what I want to do and I can justify putting or suppressing the fruit. So you gotta be careful when people say stuff to you because they mean it well. But you gotta be careful when people say you deserve that. I don't know. What is your fruit life like? They owe you that. I don't know. What is Holy Spirit trying to work in you, through you, and out of you if you don't get what you're quote unquote owed? Will you still worship? Will you still praise? Will you say, still say he's good? Another way to think about it is this, and this gets us to point number two. How do we know when Holy Spirit is, is deeply rooted in our lives and we're walking and we're growing in the Spirit? We know it when the soil of our life is nurtured in Him. I've got two more questions for you. Question number one, what are you feeding and nurturing your soil with? Question number two, are they things of the flesh or are they things of the Spirit? 
See, Galatians chapter six, verses seven through nine, it says it like this. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh they will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please their spirit, from the spirit they will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Now, have you ever read that passage of scripture and been like, all right, AP, Apostle Paul? (laughs) Meaning, have you ever read that bit of scripture and it didn't line up with what you saw happening and what other people were doing? See, I want us to be honest in this, this uh, Air Force One, UGG, ankle boot, love Tarje church, both in Midtown and Norcross. <laughs> See, we're intergenerational, we're multicultural, but we want to know that we know that we know that this scripture is too, true, amen? But here's the thing. Even though you might feel what you feel, go with me back to verse number nine. It says this. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Let me read it from the message version of the Bible because somebody's still not believing the Apostle Paul. The message version of the Bible says it like this. Don't be misled. No one makes a fool of God. What a person plants, he will harvest. The person who plants selfish, selfishness, ignoring the needs of others, ignoring God, God, harvest a crop of weeds. All he'll have to show for his life is weeds. But the one who plants in response to God, letting God's spirit do the growth work in him, harvest a crop of real life, eternal life. It goes on to say, so let us not allow ourselves to get fatigued doing good. At the right time, we will harvest a good crop if we don't give up or quit. Right now, therefore, every time we get the chance, let us work for the benefit of all, starting with the people closest to us in the community of faith. Two different translations of scripture, but they both say, be not deceived. God will not be mocked. If you sow to the flesh, you'll reap a flesh harvest. But if you sow to the spirit, you'll reap a spirit harvest. Again, that fruit. And this is what I'll tell you. I have lived long enough to say that I know that I know that I know God will not be mocked. But it is so hard to allow Holy Spirit to do the fruit work when you're in the middle of pain or confusion or hurt. See, I remember a couple of years ago when I purposely chose to not walk in the Spirit and not grow in the Spirit. Yeah, me on this platform. And I can tell you, it's so clear to me because it was a situation that happened that was outside of our control. And and I remember that I had just started coming to victory and, you know, Pastor Dennis, he had this way of convicting the ladies about certain things. So, so all my independent ladies, don't make any noise, but just do like this. Thank you. 
So, you know, I was one of those women that was married, but I still had a little stash to the side. Okay. But when we came to Victory Church, Pastor Dennis, he would, he would talk about if you can't be submitted as a wife if you got a little something to the what? So we made a decision that I would get rid of my health insurance, and we went on Mo's health insurance. But we did not know within a matter of months that Mo would be transitioned from that job. And we also didn't know, we could not foresee that not only would he be transitioned from that job, that I would end up needing to have an emergency root canal. And I'm like, we're good because we still have health insurance because that was one of the things that was promised to us. That although we're gonna transition him off of this particular place of employment, we will cover your benefits until the end of the year. And I'm a kind of person that I believe what you say. So I believe what was said. So here I am, I have this emergency root canal, and as you know, I need some pain medication, amen? amen. So I go to where? My local Publix to fill my prescription. <laughs> and I'll never forget it for as long as I live. It felt like the pharmacist was on a megaphone because it felt like she got on the Publix announcer and said, you have no insurance. And oh my goodness, my introverted self was crushed. All the humility I had going through that process, guess what? Anger came up. And I remember for months just raging on the inside for less than $900 that I had to pay out of pocket. But here's how the devil traps us. Y'all, I had the $900. But I was so hurt by what wasn't done that when Holy Spirit tapped on my heart, to do the inward work to say, Kendra, are you gonna forgive all those people? You know what I said? No. <laughs> and I wanna be honest with you. For almost a year, I'd moved on, but I hadn't let Holy Spirit have access to that inner working in my heart. And I remember we had already started coming to victory, so now it's 2018. This had happened in 2017. I hope I'm helping somebody in the room. And I remember the Lord waking me up one day and saying, Kendra, are you gonna let less than $900 keep you out of your destiny? And I'd lie to you if I told you I answered quickly, because I didn't. But over time, I began to yield that hurt and that pain to allow Holy Spirit to do the inward work in me so that where there was unforgiveness, he could replace it with his peace. And little did I know, months later, everything would happen that happened at victory. And I don't know who this is here, who I'm saying this for today, but don't let $900 or $9 or an incident that happened two years ago block the Holy Spirit from doing the inner work in you so he can get through you to heal other people. Amen. Here's the last thing. How do we know that we are walking and growing in Holy Spirit, with the Holy Spirit? It's simply this. When our lives are pruned and matured in him. We know that we're walking and growing with Holy Spirit when our lives are pruned and they are matured, our lives are matured in him. John 15, 2 says it like this. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. 
I know what you're thinking. I see the bubble over your head. So you mean to tell me that God will cut back parts of our lives or part of our, our, our branches to put them in better shape and or God will prune, he'll get rid of excessive stuff so that we can produce even more fruit. Yes, you heard me absolutely correctly. Now, I know somebody over here on this side is saying, well, then make it make sense to me because I'm up here talking about anybody in here blessed. I'm blessed. But now you're going to tell me that God's going to cut me. He's going to prune me for a greater purpose. Yes, it's very simple. Say this after me. God prunes to make room. Say it one more time. God prunes to make room. And listen, one thing about me is that I try to live a life that no matter where you see me, you're going to encounter the same person. One of the greatest mentorship pieces of advice, life advice I got from my mentor a long time ago was be authentically you. Because when you're authentically you, people can't say that you're fake and phony. They might just say, hey, you're not my cup of tea. And that's okay. But I want to be honest with you. Quarter four, or like I call it Q4 of 2021, it was one of these prune to make room seasons in my life. I and my family, we were exceedingly and abundantly blessed. But I want to be honest with y'all. I was completely and overwhelmingly stressed. I don't know who that's for in this room. From the outside, everything was clicking. All cylinders were go. We had a new baby. We had a new building. I had a new promotion on my job. There was all this beauty over here on one side. But it was like betrayal after betrayal after betrayal after betrayal over here. I had all these promotions over here, making history as a first African-American woman who's a vice provost at a university and all this stuff. But there was all this pettiness over here. On the one side, I had all this family that came around because we had this little baby. But it was so much family drama. Like, like so much family drama that I didn't even want to answer the phone. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I had this new baby that we had prayed about for 10 years, and y'all prayed with us to have this baby. Thank you so much. But we didn't know. We were novices in the game. We didn't know you had to get on childcare list while the baby was two weeks old. Gabby, do it now, girl. So they're telling us like eight months and 12 months and, 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 and child care is a car and a house note and Chick-fil-A. <laughs> and then this beautiful baby that we prayed for for a decade that I literally had prophetic words that I pull up when I got discouraged. And we had a birth plan, y'all. We met with our doula. And we had our one, twos, three, four, and levels of pain. Let me tell you, on June 1, 2021, that birth plan went out the window. <laughs> and I had to have a C-section. 
Shout out to all my C-section mamas in the house. But y'all, I hadn't planned for that. I hadn't researched that. I didn't know what I was getting into. And so I have this beautiful baby over here. But to this day, I struggle with postpartum body dysmorphia, which simply means how you see me, I don't see myself. It doesn't matter how many times I go to the gym. It doesn't matter how many times my husband says, you look good, babe. I still don't see it. And so on that particular night when all this stuff was happening, I had to go deal with some family stuff. And I pulled back into the house. It was like 10.59 at night on a Sunday night. I text Mo. I said, I'm good. I need a moment. I'm okay. And I found myself more and more in quarter four having what I call worship and weeping moments in the car. Because that was the only place I felt like the Lord could meet me and I could be fully vulnerable in a parking lot, y'all. In a deck. But on that night, this song by Jonathan McReynolds came on and it's simply called Make Room. And, and, and the song is a simple prayer of sorts that says, I will make room for you and, and whatever you want to do, move it out the way. If it's my attitude or my itinerary or my fears or my losses. And that night I just begin to weep uncontrollably. And I asked Holy Spirit to come back in to fill me afresh and anew again. And I want to be honest with you, magic didn't happen after that prayer and those tears. But I committed to beginning again, and I set aside all the stuff that had been done to me and stuff I had done in reaction or just out of frustration or anger or anything like that. And I don't know where you are in this room today, and that may be just my testimony. But I want to tell you that when we truly allow ourselves to be rooted and planted in the Holy Spirit, the fruit that is grown and the fruit that remains, oh my goodness, how beautiful it is. And because of Q4 2021, I could go to the grocery store the other day, see a young lady in need, give a word because I chose to walk lock, sink, and step with Holy Spirit. And here's the thing I want you all to know. When we yield to choosing Holy Spirit to be in us and come through us, we save lives. Amen. Amen. So this is what I'd like us to do. I'd like us to all come together as we meditate on growing in Holy Spirit. I'd like us all to come together for a moment of prayer, and then I want to invite us into a worship moment. See, I've said a whole lot, but the words mean nothing if we don't allow Holy Spirit to take residence in us. So I want to just pray over us, and then the worship team's going to come out and invite us into a worship moment. Heavenly Father, we want to make room for you. Whatever it is, do what you want to do. Our attitude, our finances, our unforgiveness, our hurt from childhood. Father, the father wounds and the mother wounds, the disappointments, the pains, the medical procedure that still is not quite right, Father, we give it all to you. And we say, Holy Spirit, 
Move like you want to move around this church today and online and at Midtown. Do what you want to do. Holy Spirit, have your way. And if you have your way in our lives, we commit to yielding to you, to inviting you in, and to beginning again, knowing that we can't make the fruit, but you are the fruit maker. And we trust you to lead and be Lord of our lives. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.